Welcome to Alive, a Vineyard College ministry with the purpose to awaken students to their true relationship, identity, and destiny in Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. We hope you enjoy this message today. And if you want to connect with us, you can follow us on Facebook at Alive Vineyard College Family or Instagram at Alive Vineyard College. I'm excited tonight because I have the privilege to introduce y'all to somebody that I know, one of the sons of the house. He actually is a youth pastor here and serves also as like a creative genius for us on our team and also serves as like the tech extraordinaire and all that. He has a few different hats, but primarily what he does is actually leads the next generation of middle and high schoolers here at the house. I need y'all to go ahead and give a thunderous, a live welcome to my man, none other than uh, my man, Samuel Warden. Let's go, y'all. Let's go. My man. Mine are fancier. I don't have to do that. What's up, Alive? How are you? It's good. There's a lot of good-looking people in here, huh? Who's all the singles? Look around. Hey, girl. Right? Like Clay said, if you don't know me, my name is Samuel. Before I came here, me and my wife were itinerant pastors. We traveled the country. We had a lot of fun. Saw a lot of weird people. It was great. Um, We loved it. Found our way here, started attending, and we became on staff here. But before we get started, one thing that I've always done traveling or guest speaking anywhere is always honoring the lead of the ministry. So Clay, bro, you already know what's happening. Clay's a a spiritual big brother for me. Whether he admits it or not, he is. Um, When you're a son of the house, you look to the older brothers to find identity just as much as you do fathers. And so what's great with Clay is Clay... You know, I, I preached under the tent, and I was like, Clay, I don't know what's going to happen, like, <laughs> ministry-wise, bro. Like, I felt this thing. I felt salvation, and I love seeing people come to Jesus, and so does Clay. And Clay looks at me. He goes, bro, listen up. You know how Clay does, bro, listen up. You're like, yes, sir. Uh, looks at me and says, hey, you're going to do the salvation call, and nobody's going to come up. And you're going to wait like a minute. I'm like, that's the worst advice ever, bro. Like, like you want to hear you're going to say the name Jesus and everyone just runs. And he's like, but I'm telling you, if you wait, the Lord will show up. I'm like, yeah, okay. So I get up there, do the salvation call, and I look, and no one's moving. I look at Clay, and Clay's like. <laughs> I look at Hap, Die, Mike, and Julian, they're all like. I'm like, hey, God, this sucks. Um, And I turn around, and I turn back around, and I see this girl running from by the pond. And I'm like, whew, okay, for the one. So I look down, I adjust my notes, and I look, and there's just people coming. And Clay grabs me, and he's like, hey, we need the ministry team up here. Hey, everybody, if you got breath, come up here, you know. And so, Clay, bro, I love you, man. I look up to you so much. Give it up for your pastor, Clay. He's phenomenal. You know, 
One of the things that I love talking about is destiny. Clay talked about, before he's talked about alive and belonging and alive and identity. So if you're taking notes, you want brownie points, or you're really trying to get that girlfriend or boyfriend, write this down. I'm alive to destiny. I'm alive to destiny. What happens with destiny is, is phenomenal. It's something that we are actually designed to do is have a destiny. But what I love about the Father is when it comes to destiny, he does all the work. Right? He does all the work. And so before we get started, I'm going to pray. Right? That's the spiritual thing to do. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to talk. And Holy Spirit's going to blow your mind. Not because of how I talk, because of how I pray, but because he just loves you. Sometimes we get together and we are expecting, like, the speaker to drop mega bars. Like, I'm the dude that's like, I need fire or I'm leaving. And then I realize Holy Spirit is all-consuming fire, so if he's there, then we're good, right? So I'm going to pray. Before I do, I think I got two awesome words for people. Is it Keziah? Kezia? Kezia? Man, I feel like the Lord said that, like, you're just a joy bomb. Does that make sense? <laughs> I, I guess you're right, God. <laughs> are, do you, are you, is she a joyful person? I feel like the Lord said, like, that's actually supernatural joy. And one thing that I asked the Lord, if I could ever meet people who could change the world with joy, I wanted to meet them. Like, I say that all the time. So there's something about your heritage that's, like, joyful. Is it? <laughs> Is your family happy? Okay, yeah. <laughs> what, I just, what I just keep hearing the Lord say is that, like, your generation needs more joy and peace because anxiety and depression have become normal. And, like, that's your calling. And your anointing is joy. And not everyone in this room carries that. I actually believe you're the only person in the room that actually carries that. So can I bless that over you? And it's, is it, how do you say your name again? Kezia. So Father, we just thank you for Kezia. God, we just release joy. God, I think that it's magnified, that it's literally worn on her face at all times. Father, we unlock the supernatural gift of joy in her life. That is literally just a fruit of Holy Spirit active in your life. So we bless that in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, God, we're one for one. <laughs> Clay can probably agree, but anytime you give words of knowledge, you just hope they hit. Like, <laughs> I, everyone's like, yeah, I was real confident. I'm like, God, I'm dying inside. <laughs> like, all right, one more before we pray. Uh, Laurel, where are you? I literally can't see you because of the light, but I feel like that's like a symbol of who you are. That just popped into my head. I told you this earlier, but you're a lightning rod. Like, you attract, like, Holy Spirit. And I think you're about to change, like, generational curses or lineage in your family and marriage. Right? Is that a thing? Yeah? So let's pray. Holy Spirit, thanks so much for Laurel. Wait, are you marrying Ben? Hold on. Well done, bro. Hey, Jesus, thanks for Laurel. 
I feel like you're an actual walking encounter. I feel like your heart's just like bursting right now with joy. Like Jesus is like just overwhelming you. While we were praying, I saw the Holy Spirit just like rest on you. And I feel like the Lord said like this is a, this is a walking tabernacle that I love to just stay. Yeah, so Father, we just bless her right now. Because all you're doing is the pregame before we get into ministry. In Jesus' name, amen. This is fun. I don't even have to preach at this point. No, I'm kidding. All right, let's pray and we'll get into tonight's message. Jesus, thanks so much. We love what you did on the cross. You do it over and over again just if it was just for one of us. So Holy Spirit, we thank you for your power. We thank you that you existed in this moment before we even thought of having a service. So all we're doing is partnering with you. Father, I thank you for your lavish love. Your love that was unveiled and it was demonstrated by the cross. And it's something that we get to carry in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Yeah, so feel free to, I believe that we're not the church of the chosen frozen, so uh, if you hear something, you can give me a stank face, you can do whatever you need to do, but like just enjoy yourself, have fun, holler back, let me know if you hear something that's good. So Jesus is amazing, right? Would we all agree with this? Jesus is pretty cool. If you have your Bibles, here's a, here's a real fact, right? If you have your Bibles and you're really trying to not be single anymore, all those single people are like, ha but tell me. If you're single, you get your, a new Bible, brand new, probably leather. You know what I mean? Act, look like you got some cash. You know what I mean? Get, some, get a leather Bible, about five different color highlighters, and just start highlighting the heck out of your Bible. Don't even read the verse. Just highlight. <laughs> highlight like crazy. Get to Numbers. Lean over to the girl and be like, hey, uh, I was reading the book of Numbers, but I didn't see yours in there. Okay. If someone gets married off that, I need a million dollars. <laughs> All right, Matthew chapter 3, verse 16. Verse 16, what's happening in this chapter is Jesus is being baptized by John. John prepared the way for Jesus, and he's baptizing him. And what happens is the heavens are rendered here. It says it's open, but it means it's violently torn open. And Jesus hears something amazing. The whole crowd here is in, in verse uh, 17. Sorry, I said 16, but it should be 17. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. If you're taking notes and want brownie points in heaven, point number one is this. Destiny is purpose, not potential. Destiny is purpose, not potential. You know, for me, when I was in college, which, man, it feels like a long time ago. I'm only 28, but it feels like 20,000 years ago. But when I was in college, the thing that I struggled with is everyone told me I had potential. You got potential to be a basketball player. You got potential to do this. Blah, blah, blah. What happens is the church does the same thing. They say, hey, you have potential. And what happens is, is I don't see potential in the Bible. I don't see potential as actually a sign of Holy Spirit in your life. I see potential as a sign of, like, you in your life. So when it comes to destiny, I believe it's actually just purpose. You see, Jesus' potential, let's, let's all just back up 2,000 years ago, press rewind. Jesus' potential on the cross was to snap his fingers and the world resets, right? He's God. But his purpose was to die on the cross. 
You can only fulfill purpose. You cannot fulfill potential. Let that sink in for a second. You cannot fulfill potential. It is endless. You can fulfill your purpose. That's the big question, right, in college? What's my purpose? You might be going to get a degree in something else, but then all of a sudden God rewrites you like I was going to school to be a heart surgeon and now I'm a pastor. What? Hey. You better say it. Right? Potential. It's endless. Purpose is design. We have to begin to realize that in our destiny that you were designed for something. You were designed for something. And it doesn't mean that you were designed to be a doctor. It means you were desired to host something. You were designed to carry something. You are designed to unleash something. You were designed to release something around you. When we get it caught up in potential, what happens is we start letting other voices define us. We start letting our own voice define us. Girl, you already know I am. I think the scary thing is, for me, when I, I realized that I had purpose, was realized that God didn't actually need me to fulfill my own purpose. He'd actually do it for me. That challenges a lot of thinking. Here's how I know it's factual. In this moment, we don't see any really big stories about Jesus until this moment, right? If you've read your Bible or if you want a, like a snapshot of it, what happens is after this moment, Jesus does crazy miracles that the Bible cannot contain. But he dies three years later. He clearly was a sign that in order to fulfill our purpose, we actually needed Holy Spirit. The problem is, is when we get Holy Spirit, we forget he's there half the time. Some of y'all are like, uh-oh. Y'all's faces tell everything. <laughs> I love it. I can still see your face, you know. Like, your neighbor might not be able to, but I can. And so what happens is when we don't let Holy Spirit speak to us, we don't listen to Father, we listen to the other father of lies. Clay, you better stop turning me up, bro. <laughs> hey, hey, we about to kick this podium over, Clay. But for real, things that you believe about yourself came from one of two fathers, the one who designed you or the one that's been designed to destroy you. Purpose is critical in college. Purpose is critical as a sixth grader. Purpose is critical as a four-year-old. I'm going to tell you this story. I told this to my one of my youth groups last night, our junior highs, which, man, my junior high leaders have an anointing that I don't have. But my daughter, Cadence, if you don't know, I have three kids. I'm 28. I have three kids. My wife is fine. Um, just a, tit, just, a, just a tidbit. I don't know why I'm about to say this. Sorry. This is about to be savage. <laughs> God, no. Um, one of the things that me and my wife like to tell her, some of our students, I got two of my students right here, Lily and Chloe. They're seniors. They're seniors. Wait till they graduate, gentlemen. They are seniors. Um, <laughs> one of the things that we like to tell some of our students and we tell some of my ministry specialists and interns and stuff is, 
You know, when the Bible says, like, wives, submit to your husbands, and husbands, love your wives in the way that Christ loved the church, and all the guys are like, submit to me, you know, kind of a thing. Let me put it in uh, 2021 language, because we definitely don't want 2020 language. We need 2021 language. Men, are you becoming a man worth even submitting to, and women, are you becoming a, a woman worth dying for? Like, we tell this to our students and our leaders and stuff all the time. They're nodding their heads like, yup. <laughs> she said yesterday. <laughs> so my four-year-old daughter, Cadence, um, she's a firecracker. Does anybody know Cadence, like, in here? Like, Kai, you know, a couple people, okay, a couple people in the back, yeah. My daughter, Cadence, her name means Rhythms of Grace. It was taken out of Matthew, and it's Cadence Grace. And so we go to the playground, and this girl's got, like, curly hair, like, blonde, curly hair. She's crazy. <laughs> like, I love it. She's me in a nutshell. And so what happens is, is my daughter goes to the playground, I go with her, and we, uh, we get to the playground, and there's a, a boy there, a little boy there, and he, he goes up, and I hear him starting to pick fun at my daughter. I'm like, man, I'm about to Sparta kick you back into fourth grade. Like, <laughs> homie, you don't know me. Like, you don't know where I grew up. I look proper, but I'm not. Like, I'm redeemed, but I'm working out my salvation, you know, kind of a thing. And I keep hearing him, and I'm like, I'm literally about to, like, dad up, like, what's up, homie, kind of a thing, walk up. And what happens is I hear the father whisper, he goes, hey, son, watch this. I was like, you about to strike him dead? What are we doing here? <laughs> My daughter, he says, he says, your hair is crazy. I was like, boy. My daughter walks up and gets almost nose to nose with him. I'm like, hey, easy there, kid. You know, but like, she gets nose to nose with him. And she says, my daddy told me I was pretty this morning. So what you have to say doesn't matter. Turns around and walks off. I was like, hey. And the father was like, I wish my kids thought that about me. I wish my kids thought that about me. You know, Holy Spirit, I love him. He's my favorite. Jesus was pretty lit, but Holy Spirit's fire. And what I love about Holy Spirit is that when I say yes to Jesus, he comes to dwell in me. We get Holy Spirit purely based on acceptance, which means you literally have the God of the universe dwelling on the inside of you. You don't think he knows your purpose? You don't think he knows your plan? And so what happens when Holy Spirit comes to dwell inside of us, this is actually for our internal communion with the Father. The, the Father longs for what you have, which is his spirit. So this is how we have communion with the Father. This is how we begin to have convictions from Holy Spirit. This is how we begin to live life. So what happens is if we don't accept that he's actually there, it's going to be hard to hear his voice. I remember the first time I heard um, the voice of Holy Spirit. I was probably 16 years old. I don't know why I'm telling this story, but whatever. Um, I was about 16 years old. Uh, my dad... Backstory, this is about to shock you. I'm so sorry. I don't have time to tell those story. My dad was murdered in front of me when I was 14. And 16 years old, I was trying to commit suicide. And I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit just whisper, I love you, son. And I just started weeping. All I heard again was, I love you, son. And I just started weeping. And I was undone. From that day forward, I was like, I want to hear this every day. And he's like, I've been saying it since you were born. You just weren't listening. So I just want to hear it every day. So I got one on a journey where I wanted to know Holy Spirit inside of me. 
I never knew that there was a difference between Holy Spirit inside me versus Holy Spirit upon me. See, Holy Spirit inside you is just for you. Holy Spirit upon you is for everybody else around you. I like to, to think of it this way. When Holy Spirit is resting on someone, or you feel like the presence of the Lord coming on you, it's because he's just wanting to sandwich you. He's just wanting to consume you. He's wanting to literally just like, only way I can like swallow you up so all you know is how much he loves you. You see, when I was in college, I played college basketball, so did my wife, and we were busy from like 5 a.m. to 12 p.m., I felt like, and we were just doing it over and over and over and over again. And the Holy Spirit was just like, hey, if you ask for help, you know, that's one of my names in the Bible. I was like, oh, coincidence. <laughs> so I said, Holy Spirit, I need help. He's like, yeah, let's rearrange your schedule. So we rearranged my schedule. And I started noticing that he actually cared about the random things. That he was saturating anything I was doing. Holy Spirit in you, it should be the most important thing. Holy Spirit in you should be the thing that you think about a lot. I think what we see is we see like powerhouses like Clay. He won't say that because he's insanely humble, but he's a powerhouse. Would you agree? I like, to, I like to tell people he's like my warrior homie. He's like one of the dudes that comes in and just punches devils in the face and doesn't care. I wish I could take you to our pastor's meetings on Tuesday and you could listen to this man pray. A lot of the times we see the fruit, but we don't actually have roots ourselves. That's called YouTube Christianity, and that's how people preach on YouTube. You see the fruit, but you never see the roots, so you don't actually know where it's coming from. There are people more pastored by YouTube pastors than in person right now in the United States. And you don't even know if Holy Spirit's active in their life. Or maybe you're like, reshare, reshare, reshare all their posts. And then the church that you attend and are getting poured into, you don't even reshare that. It's because we look at, <laughs> it's because we, what we look at, we look at fruit. We don't actually look at root systems. I know when Clay says he has something from the Lord for my life that I listen because of the fruit in his life. No, I know it because of the root. You see, what's happening in, in your college career right now is you're developing a root system for later on in life. Right? Think about it. You go to school for probably around four years to go get a job. You're developing roots in that career field so that when you actually get in there, you actually have a brain kind of a thing. Right? What happens is if we don't steward the thing that no one sees, which is Holy Spirit on the inside of me, when he comes upon me, I won't even recognize it. Holy Spirit's on you guys right now. Like, he, he doesn't leave. He's on you right now. But the more you pay attention to Holy Spirit in you, the more you recognize when he's on you. Prime example, those two words of knowledge I got, um, I wasn't thinking about it, didn't know you from Adam, didn't know you. Should have known you, but I didn't, but... It was just his thoughts flying by. I was like, that's a random weird thought. Okay, I'll write it down and see what happens. Like, I want to live a life that when people see me, the greatest message I preach is how I love my wife, I raise my kids, and a friend I am. 
Like, I think the reality of Holy Spirit in us is so much deeper than we want to admit. Like, like let's, let's just think this logically through. The God who said light be and it hasn't stopped, yet we try to recreate it all the time. Like, it hasn't stopped, is living in you. It seems so basic, but why doesn't it captivate us? It doesn't, it's like, oh yeah, bro, that's easy. What? Like, you mean I have to steward a God inside of me? But what's great is like, he comes upon you too because he just wants to love you. He wants to help you through that. Holy Spirit on me is for you. It's for you. Like, the only way I can describe it is like when he comes upon Clay or he comes upon um, Justin or Zach or whoever, he comes upon people, it's not so we can look great. Because here's what spotlights do. Highlight him or expose you. I love some of your faces. It kills me. Like, this is where I just like, you saw what you just gave me, right? Some of you were like, boy, please. <laughs> Sometimes the Lord doesn't put us in spotlights because he doesn't want it to kill us. Do you know Holy Spirit inside you stops things that you'll never know about? There's bills you'll never know about in your life. There's some ratchet people that in your life that are gone because of the Holy Spirit. There's some phone numbers you need to delete in this room that you haven't yet either. Everyone's like, I got you. How much time do I have left? Running? Like 10? Okay. So I know I didn't give you like 17 points to live a life of Holy Spirit, because the reality is it looks different for everyone. My walk with Holy Spirit does not look like Clay's, but Clay's inspires me. There's things he does that I take and I do, and there's things I'm like, bro, you do you. (laughs) There's things that my intern, Justin, does that I, he has such a love for the word, it inspires me. There's things that my students, Lily and Chloe, do, how much they just fell in love with Jesus, like, as soon as they walked in the door, it's like, I want to fall in love the way they did. I want to keep doing it. There's no step on stewarding the Holy Spirit. All I can tell you is pay attention to him. Like, if my wife walked in the room and she said something, I could pick her voice out in the crowd. How I know this is we actually did this at a youth conference. We had like 600 youth there. I had them all start talking. I made my wife start talking loud and I picked her out in the room with my eyes closed. It's like, oh, there's baby girl, there's booboo kitty, like, right over there. You know, the question that I ask myself every morning is if it gets really loud today, will I still know your voice, Holy Spirit? If everyone else around me starts talking and, and cursing me and saying things, will I still pick out your voice? What's crazy is he can pick out yours. Like, Holy Spirit in me is a radical shift in thinking every day. Now, he won't help you cheat on tests. I've already tried that. That didn't work. 
Some of y'all ratchet for even thinking that. Like, <laughs> man, he won't help me cheat. No. But he is called to remember, so if you do your part, he does his. So here's the real question that I have. Do you want Holy Spirit stirred inside you? It's a genuine question. You can answer it out loud if you want. You can buy it. Heck no. <laughs> Not after you said that. Do you want Holy Spirit stirred inside you? All right, Benny, can you come up? Where's he at? Where's my homie at? Bro, you are so jacked. Every time I see you, bro, I'm like, I just need you as a bodyguard. Dude, I already noticed. I'm like, guys, you don't know about this dad bod. How about that? You know what I mean? <laughs> Welcome to my world. No, I'm kidding. Man, uh, yeah, when he begins to play, I actually feel like Holy Spirit's going to just begin to like almost like dance over people. Here's one thing that I've told people. I found this to be true. If I really want to get stirred up by Holy Spirit, all my affection goes right towards him. Like I actually begin to turn my desire, like Holy Spirit, I'm here because you're here. And I turn all of my affection towards him. And we have to get out this weird thing, dudes, that affection and adoration and love is not masculine. Like, to be completely honest, I'm tired of boys being in church. I want men. Like, <laughs> y'all going, ooh, but I'm tired of girls acting like they're women. Like, no, like, hear me, hear me. The generation behind you shouldn't do the same things you did. Like, if you feel full, it's probably because you haven't emptied yourself out. Like, that's what discipleship is. That's what naturally supernatural disciples do that live out everyday encounters. We empty ourselves to people around us so he can fill us up again. Like, you might feel like you're stuck because your capacity hasn't been expanded because it's become stagnant. So what Holy Spirit likes to do is he likes to love on us, begin to pour himself out over us, and it pushes out everything else. It pushes out everything else. So Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Yeah. Take a deep breath in. Breathe it out. Take one more deep breath in. Sometimes when I hear the Father speak, I get very emotional because it just wrecks me. But I feel like I just heard the Father say, someone needs to hear that he's sorry for what someone did to you. I don't know who that is, but I just heard the Father say to tell him, just to say, I'm sorry. Yeah, man, come on. If you ever get anything, bro, you can have me, you already know, just jump up. It's all you, bro. Yeah, I think, uh,
I just feel like some, uh, there's like, I don't know if there's like two females in here. Keep your eyes closed. You ain't got to look at me. It's about me. You're clay. I feel like there's two females in here. You actually came together tonight. Maybe you came together like you came like a, like friends and just like rolled up in here. It's like, hey, any new boys? No, I'm kidding. But I feel like the father actually said that like, uh, I feel like he just said that like, um, you're so worthy, he would just die only for you. In fact, you were on his mind when he was on the cross. That like you're worthy, you're not less than. If that's anyone, you can just slip your hand up. Yeah, so Father, we just speak worthiness over them. Yeah. I feel like for someone that's in college, it's actually like the Lord said, like, the high school you is not you. This is the new you. Because he makes all things new. And let the dead you just lay there in the grave and you just run around being you. I feel like those, you two ladies here, I feel like the Spirit is on you, or they're on you right now. Like, the Holy Spirit really wants uh, to minister powerfully to you and I feel like the one in the mask and the black mask um, the glitter, the butterfly uh, I feel like there's a metamorphosis going on right now with you that God is taking you through. There's a process that he's taking you through. There's also something that he's delivering you from. There's been something happening, I believe, in the so social atmosphere with you, in the social realm with you, relationally, that God is delivering you from. There's some things that uh, the enemy has tried to twist you up in and get you caught up in and drama in and all that. And I believe that God is saying, you know what, I, I am delivering you from all that madness because you have been faithfully keeping your eyes on me through it all or trying your best to keep your eyes on me through it all. And I believe that you've even been crying out on a new in a new way. And God is saying, I hear your cries. I hear your heart. Your heart has actually been beating for more of him and, and actually for him to break through in ways socially for you to break out of. And, and, and I don't know if there has been some lies from the enemy that keep coming up to try to, to try to keep you from pressing into a godly destiny, but I believe that God is saying, I am the truth that will set you free and you are free indeed. So keep pressing in in the truth that keeps you free. Because God has you. Does that make sense? So Holy Spirit, I pray that, Father, I just pray for these, this couple here. I pray breakthrough upon breakthrough, grace upon grace, glory upon glory upon them in Jesus' name. I feel like some people just like you actually just want to get like like you just literally want to get like hit with the fire of the Lord like you actually just want to be stirred up to where you're like dude I can't turn it off quick story I came here to the vineyard I've only been doing this prophetic stuff for like three and a half years four years max that's being generous 
I came here in a meeting, Putty Putman, we were in this meeting and, and Putty prayed for me. And I got destroyed by the fire of the Lord. I was on the ground screaming, sweating, snot nose, ugly, <laughs> Oprah, look under your chair, you just wanna call or cry. <laughs> for two hours. And then my friends try to pick me up and I'm like, eh, like being dragged. And the Lord was like, I need a holy generation. I need a high fashion generation that knows the royalty. And I think, I think some of you are hungry for actually an encounter. Like, man, this talk is great. You've said some fun things. We've heard great things, but you actually needed an encounter with the Lord. Because you're like, I can't anymore. I feel like if that's you. Here's, here's, what, I, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking yeah. with that. Um, and I agree, and I want to affirm this. Here's, here's, what, here's what I think I want to do. If you want the fire of the Lord, and you want to get a baptism of Holy Spirit, which is basically what yeah. he's talking about. Baptism of the Spirit. The Spirit to be stirred up. Listen, everyone has the Holy Spirit living in them, but not everyone is stirred up yep. with the Holy Spirit in them. Sometimes we settle. Right? So if you want Holy Spirit to come upon you in such a way where you're stirred up and you feel the fire of God coming upon you and you are okay, here's, here's, here's the one half. Yeah. If you're okay with people laying hands on you to make that happen with masks, then I want you to come on this side, stand over this side on this uh, over here. If you want the fire of God to come upon you, but you're not okay with anybody touching you, which is fine, I want you to come on this side of the room over here and stand. And, and I, we're going to sing a song. The, the worship team has another song. We're going to sing while we do that song. We're going to minister. And I believe Holy Spirit's going to minister to those who want that fire. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, no, remember, if you want hands laid on you, a mask on over here, if not over here. But Dale, I actually had a word uh, of knowledge pop into my head earlier. I feel like the Lord said there's a lot of songs in your heart you haven't written yet. Have you been writing a lot lately? I actually feel like the Lord said that like the songs you're writing, like angels have been singing and he's been waiting to get them on earth. Like you, there's something about you that like when you were leading worship, like I didn't feel like I was on earth anymore. Like there is an anointing, it's not a gifting. Like don't confuse giftings and anointings. Like you are anointed to do worship. You're anointed to lead worship. Like there's something in you that like God placed in you at a very young age that like the enemy can't shut up. Like I think he's been trying for a long time. Like in the last season, especially 2020 and even the end of 2019, that like the Lord was like, listen, my voice matters, devil shut up. So Father, we bless Dale with even more songs and yeah. sounds of heaven right yeah. now. Yeah. Father, I thank you for redeeming lost time. I actually feel like you were bullied in a season and I feel like the Lord was like, no, I'm removing that. I'm, re I'm removing scars. Bad leadership has no place in your life. You're actually gonna be a leader that cultivates people who have been hurt. Yeah. You're gonna write songs that the broken people have been trying to sing because you're gonna lead them into the presence of God like never before. So Father, yeah. right now, would you unleash the songs of heaven that the angels have been singing for thousands of years over Dale's life right now. Yeah. 
Yeah. I actually think that like there's a place where you're gonna you're gonna write with multi-generational people and you're gonna release songs and sounds that you didn't even know were in you because God is unlocking things that he placed in you that have been buried for thousands of years in your generation yes. and in your lineage and he's actually doing something right now in you. He's affirming you. He's telling you, Dale, I see you. I see you, your mind, and I protect you, and nothing on this planet will stop what I have for you because your purpose is wrapped up in who I am, and I do not lose. Amen. So, Father, we bless Dale in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. If you want to get just wrecked, I mean, pick a side at this pick point. Pick a side. And, and while you go, these two ladies right here, you came with Samuel, you go to, you're in Rantoul, right? Yeah. So I, I sense that the Father said that he's called you to be an ambassadorial, with ambassadorial authority. There's an increase of ambassadorial authority on you too. I believe that you carry a grace, a grace to see the lost one for Christ in a new way. And I also sense that the high schools are gonna open up. I know you're seniors, but I believe that in high school, the school you go to, if you do go to school, are you guys doing okay? I believe that there's going to be permission granted for you to step in new ways to see new things happen for people to come to Jesus in ways like through conversation, through 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 invitation, through just, hey, demonstration. I'm going to demonstrate the goodness of God to you, whatever that looks like. And I just want to bless that on you too. So Lord, I pray that these two here are filled up with your glory, your boldness, your yes. I pray, Father God, that you continue to do what it is you only can do in and through them at their school, at their high school, in their communities, uh, wherever they go. May they grow more and more in the grace, in the grace you've given them to be ambassadors for your kingdom and your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Ben, why don't you guys come up and you guys can play. I'm going to close officially. I'm going to pray us out so we can close officially. And then the band's going to play one last again. Newcomer welcome table will be open. So if you are on the newcomer table, let's go ahead and get ready for that. Let's go ahead and get ready for what we need to get ready for, for the afterglow and the after show. So Holy Spirit, thank you. We bless you, Lord. We bless your holy name. We, we say more and more, even, even though we are, you know, concluding officially, I pray that we can continue to keep moving from glory to glory, from breakthrough to breakthrough in all things. So, Holy Spirit, we're thankful for your presence. And we say, Father God, may you even more glorified, even more magnified as we step out and do the impossible with you because Holy Spirit, you're the one who empowers us to do. You, are, you empower us to do. You empower us to step into new destinies. In Jesus' name, for Jesus' sake, amen and amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast today, and we pray that this has helped stir and awaken you to live alive today.
to God like never before. If you want to connect with us, let's go. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Alive Vineyard College.